Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the November 16th edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, head soccer coach for the boys and girls at De La Salle, and director of coaching of Soccer Innovations of America. We always start off our, our show with a prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. To God, we pray. We still pray for all of the victims of Hurricane Laura, all the victims of all the, all the storms in Central America, that they get the help that they need, uh, that we be able to give them the help that we can and that everybody be able to get on their feet as soon as possible. Um, and pray that really we'll just uh, keep a positive attitude through this year that's thrown so many curveballs at us. We thank you for the game of soccer and letting us have a chance to play it, um, letting us have a chance to finish it last season. And we pray that we'll not take that for granted. In Christ's name we pray, amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. I'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, Club Soccer. Uh, they're there for you, all your soccer needs, large and small, equipment to, to shoes uh, and, uh, and uniforms and everything in between. You can find them off of Veterans Boulevard right across the street from Lafreniere Park. That's Club Soccer. Uh, give, give them a shout and uh, let, tell them that we sent you. Okay, well, season's finally underway. Yahoo! Okay, uh, off-season's finally over. And the games are, have begun. I uh, got a chance to play our first game last night against Christ Episcopal. What a wonderful facility they have, and what a wonderful uh, group of uh, boys and girls that they have. Uh, I think uh, uh, I think my kids were thoroughly impressed with their effort. Of course, their coaching and uh, Greg and uh, Tony over there—they—they're just uh, do a magnificent job, and and uh, and they're ready to go. Whoever's going to have to play these two teams, uh, better get ready. And it sounds to me like a, a lot of soccer has has taken off this week. And uh, tournaments are about to ensue this weekend. And so we're going to have a lot of soccer to watch. And uh, and I hope that we have watching soccer for a long time. Okay? I just want to um, just warn all of you. A lot of football teams are bowing out of the playoffs. This is the last week of football. And some of them are bowing out of the last week of football. Okay? Uh, why should that concern you? Well, you know, uh, look at the disappointment of all these kids who've worked so long and then they can't complete their season because of a two-week hiatus of, of COVID and deadlines that aren't flexible. So um, you could skip a regular season game or two, but when it comes to the playoffs, there's very, very little wiggle room. And we really don't want this to happen. And I don't, I don't see a vaccine from what I'm listening to coming to us until Easter uh, that we can trust. So uh, it's a really great thing that we are playing. Um the, the measures that we have to do in order to keep the kids on the field are extreme, I know, but I think they're still necessary, and and uh, it's a hassle. I, I We were on the bus the other day. We are trying to keep protocol, 
how many people are in a seat. Then you got to clean the bus after um, all these things. And uh, but they, but they've got to be done. They've got to be done uh, so that uh, you don't have one kid test positive and making your entire team have to quarantine. And uh, uh, we've had a few here at our school. Everybody's had a few, and uh, we've got to be aggressive and uh, and and keep those kids uh, quarantined until they're ready to return. So uh, that's one of the distractions. The other distraction, of course is the weather, and so far this week has been a beautiful week, and uh, and the results that are going to be coming in are going to be kind of quite telling. Uh, I just think we need to um, just understand as coaches, the coaches who are listening, these games are going to really, really matter because if we do stop playing in December, the power rankings and everything are being set up now. Of course, every game matters with power rankings, so uh, uh, that that is most true, uh, but if your strategy is really like to keep getting better and you're going to get your power points at the back end, uh, you might not be able to do that. Okay, so um, uh, every every day is precious right now. Uh, every game is precious right now. Take advantage of all of it. And but I would like to to, to see. Uh, um, sportsmanship on the field okay it should be a, a set of desperation where um, bodies are flying everywhere uh, and, the, and the quality of soccer is not being maintained you know and don't forget this y'all uh, for most of schools exams are just around the corner and and a lot of these kids are are doing hybrid learning and it's very very difficult uh, at Delosau we have this thing called a flex day which which uh, I've grown to really, really appreciate. We usually give the kids a Wednesday to get in touch with their teachers, and they give the teachers a chance to uh, catch up on all their work. All the parents out there, you know this is true. The work, the workload is amazing right now with the way we're we're handling school, and it's just very stressful. And the flex day gives you a chance to the, just uh, catch your breath uh, before you uh, hit the ground running again. So. I'm very thankful for our administration. And if you don't have a flex day, get in touch with me. I'll explain to you the rationale behind it. And and really, it's it's become a very successful technique for us here at our school. And I'm sure all the schools that are doing flex days as well. Okay, well, on the next segment, we're going to be talking to, uh, we call him Coach Polk because I can't pronounce his last name correctly. Um, but um, um, he's a head coach at uh, at. Holy Savior Menard, um, he's a guy who's really uh, on the edge. Like, I'm expecting for him, when he wins the uh, state championship uh, at Menard, I expect that program to just to uh, continue to repeat and repeat. They've, they've got the fertilizer set. They have good club soccer in Alexandria. Um, a Catholic school, for some reason, is just, is just an ideal place to, uh, to build a program. Uh, there's some stability once the kid gets there. And, and uh, I think Holy Savior Menard uh, is going to make some noise this year. It's going to be interesting for all of us to hear what he has to say about Alexandria soccer. And I would let you know that uh, next week we're going to be focusing our attention on southwest Louisiana and uh, maybe getting some of the coaches we've had on the show a few times with Hurricane Laura's interruptions. Uh, come on. I'm very interested to hear 
about how the um, players who had to relocate uh, are going to affect teams. Like, for example, St. Thomas More, I hear, has gotten a ton of Lake Charles players. And and what kind of powerhouse are they going to be this year? So we're going to focus on that next week. And, of course, talking about uh, also St. Thomas More's girls team and, and all the teams that are in the Lafayette area. And then we're going to finish up the next week talking about the southeastern Louisiana area. So everybody's going to get a chance to shine. If you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you expect from from uh, your teams, and you even want to be on the show, I'm at at MNFUTBOL, at MNFUTBOL on Twitter and on Facebook. Okay, so now we're going to go uh, take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Coach Polk about uh, Alexandria soccer on Monday Night Football. We'll see you after, the, after uh, we break. All right, everybody, we're back with uh, head coach of Holy Saving Menard, Jeremy Poklobot. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's close enough. Poklobot. Okay, okay. Welcome back to the show. Okay. Appreciate you having me on. So, okay, so let's get the lowdown. Let's start with the girls if we can, if you got any any insight on, on the girls' soccer uh, world in central Louisiana. who Who's the teams that we need to watch out for? Well, of course, you're going to put me on the spot with the with the gender that I don't coach and uh, okay. probably should spend more time paying attention to. But since my wife is no longer in the coaching game, I've kind of gotten a little bit off off uh, off my track there. But the uh, the the quality girls in our program that uh, I mean, from the club side that play high school, a lot of those girls go to uh, Grace Christian has a few of the the top quality players. They're a small school in the area, uh, Alexandria Senior High has its fair share of, of quality club players. I think they did just have one of their um, better players tear, tear an ACL again this year, um, oh which will hurt Ash. Um, and there's a few players out, again, Holy Savior Menard, that, that do a good job. But I think Ash is probably uh, the best girls team in the area. Um, I know that uh, DeRitter, uh, I know they're, they're a little further out from uh, Senlaw than maybe most people would think, but DeRitter's been a quality side for a couple of years too, so I'm sure they got some some good girls coming back. Um, but I think Ash or Alexandria Senior High is what we, we call them Ash up here. Uh, they're probably the team to watch as far as the girls go up here. Yeah, we call them the same. It's, it's always fun. To, I always get a chance to see them play in the showcase, you know, and it's it's a, it's an amazing yeah. group. And uh, just way soccer has grown in Central Louisiana, watching it grow in the in the last couple of decades has been just amazing to see. You know, all the work y'all doing up there is paying off. You know, um, what about the boys then? Sure. Let's go over to Division One. Any anybody? Yeah, I think uh, again, Alexandria Senior High has got a, a really stacked junior class. Uh, so for the next two years, they should really be a, a quality side that um, has the potential to, uh, I think, make some waves. I think Pineville High School also, if you talk to uh, Greg Como, uh, he's got a, a huge program. He's done a pretty stand-up job uh, developing that into, uh, again, a very competitive program with lots of numbers that I think um, he'll tell you uh, should hopefully do well. I, I don't think they've always achieved as, as uh as much as they want, but I think they've overachieved in some years as well. So I think that kind of goes back and forth. But a lot of quality players in Division One uh, at Pineville and at Alexandria Senior High. Were they always Division One? Uh, Ash has not always been Division One. I. I think Pineville, since I've been here for the past decade, has always been Division One. But I think they both have comparable size schools now. 
Okay, gotcha. What about D2? Any? I don't think that we have any D2 schools in our area. I think Alexandria used to be that that team on the cusp, but they've been Division One for a couple of years now. Gotcha. All right. Well, Division Three. Division Three is the uh, the Bolton crew where I used to coach, and then Leesville, DeRitter. Um, I think those are our main Division Three schools. I don't know. I you know. Tioga might have been Division Two as we skip over it. If they're not, if they're not Division One, they might be Division Two. But I don't think they're a program that um, is going to make too many waves this year. Division Three again, uh, we're talking Bolton, DeRitter, Leesville, that group. Um, I think DeRitter is probably going to be the best out of out of those schools in Division Three. I, I would think they they might win the district. Um, I think Bolton beat Tioga the other the other night for the first win of the year, uh, and Leesville, from what I've heard or he's just said he hasn't had the numbers as years past due to COVID and everything else. But we know that's a, a hit or miss time right now as far as what what programs are, how much they've been able to practice, if they're missing anybody, if they're on quarantine, all those things make the beginning part of the year kind of, uh, I guess, unpredictable, I'd say. And I, I got to I gotta think, too, that Hurricane Loris had something to do with, the, with those programs, too. So Yeah, I think the, the, this area is definitely recuperating from the, the, the hurricanes. We weren't as... Uh, as badly hit as um, Lake Charles, but I know DeRitter and that area were, were pretty hard. And I know uh, they're still doing the recovery bit there. And we obviously wish them well. All right. Well, let's, let's brag a little bit. D4. <laughs> Division four. Uh, I think Menard is one of the, that's where I'm at. Holy Savior Menard is one of the uh, top programs in our area. I think we face off against Rapids. who has got a good, uh, crop of young players, I think, coming through. He just graduated a whole bunch of seniors where he had, uh, I think, Waylon LaRue had his first uh, senior all-star, one of his first playoff wins. And so I know they've been kind of on an upward tilt. Hopefully he can, uh, those young guys have kind of learned the ropes a little bit and they'll be able to carry the extra slack. Um, Glenn Moore is hit or miss. They have a couple of good players from year to year, but they uh, don't always seem to uh, keep that head of steam through the playoffs. Uh, this year, go, go back to Menard. We, um, we only graduated two players last year, did pretty well, lost one nothing to uh, Isidore Newman in the state quarterfinal as they went on to uh, win the state championship. Um, so we returned most everybody, but we have a lot of seniors this year. I think I might have 13 seniors uh, this year. Um, so I'm looking forward to them, you know, picking up the uh, where, where they left off last year. And hopefully, even though, again, we haven't, especially with the football overlap. I think I have 10 football players uh, with, with the overlap with the football season. Of course, we haven't really seen too much of those players. So, uh, you know, the beginning of the year is going to be, uh, you know, getting used to each other again because it's been a while. Um, so I think we should do pretty well. Um, Grace Christian is the other D4 school kind of in our area that uh, has, a, again, some quality young players. It's just a matter of them staying uh, at Grace Christian is one of the smallest schools in the area. Uh, staying there from junior high through high school is not always the easiest track uh, for Coach Nick Magnano. I think he's probably the most seasoned coach uh, in our area that always gets a lot out of his players. All right. Um, how, how much do you, is football having an effect on on getting your boys together and training them? I, you know, I've only had, we've had one scrimmage. I had the football players for that scrimmage. I um, mean, I have not seen them since then. So for my program, we have, you know, we're a small school, right? We only have 400, 430 kids in a school. And so 
we get kind of used to sharing uh, our, our players for multiple sports. Um, I think Ash, from what I heard, doesn't have very many football players. Pineville, again, luckily doesn't have many uh, football players on their soccer roster. They seem to have soccer-specific players. Uh, so I don't think it's hurting them as much. For us, again, we haven't really been able to practice with them. So I think the smaller schools that have football teams are hit hardest. Um, but not all the small schools have football teams either. Uh, you know, Rapids doesn't have a football team. Grace Christian doesn't have a football team. So that might be a, uh, a Menard problem, not necessarily a, a Division Four problem. Gotcha. I was talking to Coach Matlock last week uh, about the, the particulars of North Louisiana. What is the main obstacle that you have in Central Louisiana for scheduling games and, and developing a program? Uh, I don't, I don't know. There's a, a big obstacle. I mean, obviously travel is occasionally a, a thing, uh, but usually most coaches are pretty good at, you know, if you give them a home game, they're usually going to give you a home game the next year. Um, so I, the biggest obstacle may be, um, getting soccer only players, right? It's, it, it's yeah. tough if, uh, if soccer is not the priority for, uh, the, the boys that, that you're, the boys or the girls that you're trying to build a program around, um, it makes it a little bit difficult, but you have to learn how to cater to your crowd and make sure that you're, um, I guess, providing a program that is giving them something that they want, you know, or something that they need so they come back year after year. Um, so I really, I think it's probably um, the multi-sport athlete is the difficulty maybe in Senla more than travel. We're a little bit luckier than uh, Shreveport as far as uh, we're within one or two hours of most everywhere as opposed to over two hours to get anywhere, which I think makes a big difference as far as that goes. Do most of the schools play at Johnny Downs or do they play in their football stadiums? Very few people play at Johnny Downs. There's a couple of schools um, – uh, Grace Christian used to play over here, actually, in the, in the, in the Alexandria area, but they uh, found a nice home at Ward 9, which is the recreational complex in Pineville. And uh, they don't have much. Ward 9 doesn't do much over in Pineville. And so they kind of gave them their own field and said, hey, you can use this, do what you want. And so they've really taken a good, good care of that field and kind of made it their own. Otherwise, most schools play uh, at, their, at their own school. Okay, excellent. Well, you have the microphone. Uh, um, I'd like to know who you think in, in your division, Division Four, is the team to watch out for for the boys statewide. <laughs> I I wish I had besides uh, you, know, besides Holy <laughs> Savior Menard. All right, uh, I wish I had time to do all the scouting and get the the scouting report. But uh, Newman obviously is the is the returning you know state champion from last year. They had a quality program. Uh, I, I would pick them as the favorites out the gate. Uh, if nothing else, they're. Uh, their style of play with the uh, with their field um, and their coaching staff, I, I think they have a, a, a nice a nice looking future. But I guess Christ Episcopal last year had a, a pretty standout year, um, and I'm sure they don't have lots of upperclassmen as a very new school. So I'm sure they're going to be chomping at the bit as well uh, this year. And there's going to be the usual suspects, the, the D4 powerhouses that uh, have kind of always been around. I'm sure those uh, those guys will be there again. North Lake Christian, you know, Pis uh, Episcopal Baton Rouge still in my division. It's hard to keep track sometimes, yeah. whether they're in D3 or D4. Um, so I go with Newman and I guess Christ Episcopal. Tell you what, we played Christ Episcopal last night. They're sharp as attack. They look really talented and they're ready to go. So... Well, Coach, thanks for uh, being on the show tonight, and uh, it'll be fun watching how y'all do, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best this season. Appreciate it, Alan. Thanks for having me on. Have a good night. It was really nice. I know he's a very busy person, 
And uh, and right now, I'm, we all are, aren't we? I just came off the practice field just now, and I had a doubleheader last night out of town. And uh, it's time for that grind. But that's the grind that we all love. You know, it's the reason why we worked all off season is to have the, the joy of the sport. And and uh, football is an obstacle, though, I'll tell you that. Uh, them having the state championship in the 26th, 27th, and 28th is putting a bind on a lot of us because of these uh, playoff games that are going to be on the Friday nights in December, you know? So uh, I, I, I can't speak for all schools, but I'm going to tell you, at De La Salle, it, it, it is, it is a, a, a problem because, you know, should a kid be practicing two sports? And, um, uh, and, they, and that's the, all the smaller schools, like we're D3. Uh, it, it's kind of a necessity. you got to share athletes. And, and so uh, it has been a problem. But it's good to see soccer up and running. I do hear a lot of paranoia that we're going to get shut down in December. So far, so good. And I would just encourage all the coaches here to just make sure that um, um, you are aware of contact tracing, that you you got the masks on, the kids are distancing, uh, especially the master on on the, on the bench, and, uh, and being careful how you load up the bus. You know, all those things uh, will really matter. Right now, football – uh, if you're paying attention to prep football, a lot of teams are bailing fr- from COVID, and they're they're just gonna uh, skip the playoffs, and and uh, we don't want to see that happen in soccer. So let's stay on your toes, uh, and let's have a full season here. Well, that's it. Um, I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, uh, and. I want to let y'all know that uh, you'll see me all over the state uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, let us know who you think are the top teams in your area uh, that we might not have covered. And we'll be glad to uh, get their coaches on the line and uh, give all y'all the press that you deserve on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Again, I'm Coach Alan DeRitter wishing you and your family a wonderful night. Bye-bye. God bless you.